daf is Bavakama daf kuf yud gimel, and we are fifteen lines from the bottom of daf kuf yud beis omid beis vechi kasvinon amikarkoi. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for achenu bnei yisrael hanesunim batzaru v'shivya. So we're in the middle of a sugya. In fact, we're in the middle of a sentence. The gemara seven and a half years ago was discussing the halacha of whether or not Bezdin can be Mekabal Edis, Shaloi Bifnei Abaldin. So we're dealing with a Choshen Mishpatige Bezdin, where Bezdin wants to hear the argument of the plaintiff, but the defendant is not present. The Gemara went from there to discuss a very specific Shaila, and that is Mekaimen as hashtar shaloi bifnei baldin, or ein mekaimen as hashtar shaloi bifnei habaldin. We know, midday raisa, if somebody has a shtar that says somebody owes him money, he loaned him money, for example, the is he can collect with that shtar. Edim hachsumen al hashtar, nasa kemisha nechkira edusim bebezda. Stating that the Rabbanon decided that being that people were Ramayim and they were able to find people that were available for hire to falsely sign on a document, that simply having a shtar that says somebody owes somebody else money would not be sufficient. And they required what we know as kiyam shtaris. You'd have to be mekayim the shtar. One of the ways that kiyam shtaris happened was the Edom themselves would come and they would testify that these are actually our signatures. So mi'inyan le'inyan, the Gemara had a discussion whether Bezdin can be mekabal that Edom. Could they be mekayim the shtar? Shaloi or not? And the Gemara said, we would be Mekayim Deshtar, even Shiloi Bifnei Habaldin. The Gemara then went on to discuss what happens if somebody has a Shtar, a Malva, he loans somebody money, this Kim Shtaris, and the Loiva is arguing that there's something not okay with the Shtar. Give me a little bit of time, I'm going to be able to make my case. So the Gemara says that we work with the Loiva. We'll give him time. How much time? 90 days, Monday, Thursday, Monday, a whole cheshven. At some point, if the loyv is not able to prove that this star is in fact not a good star, then he has to pay. And if he doesn't pay, Bezdin takes it to the next level, which is where we're holding right now, and they would write what's known as an adrachta. What's an adrachta? So Rashi, Belashoni Azov said, Psaktin, Leireid Hamalva Lutoich Nechasim Shaloyva Vidlitlan Bishuma Bechayva. We give a document to the Malva that gives him the right to walk into the house of the Loiva and seize anything that he needs to seize relative to the amount of money that the Loiva owes him. Either way, the first piece of Gemara is just going to conclude this topic and it's going to discuss some of the halachas related to this Adrachta. So 15 lines from the bottom, in the middle of the line. When Bezdin writes an Adrachta, it's Amikarkoi. It's only with regards to Karka. Meaning the Malva, with his Adrachta, would be able to take somebody else's property. But Metaltalin you would not be able to take. So Bezdin will sometimes take the Metaltalin of someone and give it to a malva, but you yourself, using the adrachta, cannot collect metaltlin. And the reason is, because we're afraid that the malva is going to take the metaltlin, and he's going to eat it, he's going to consume it, it's going to be gone. And then the leiva is going to go, and he's in fact going to be able to deliver on his promise. He's going to bring edim, or he's going to come up with some way of proving that the shtar, even the shtar mekoyim, was not really a good shtar, and he's going to say, okay, give me back whatever you took from me with your adrachta. He's not going to have that thing available to take because it was already eaten. It was already consumed. If, however, what the Malva is going to take is karka, karka is inunigzelis. It's nichsideloi naidi. It doesn't go anywhere. And as a result, an adrachta can only be used for karka. The Gemara adds, if the Malva himself has Karka, then Kosvina. You can write an Adrachta even for Metalton. And the reason is because even if the Loiv is going to be able to prove later that the Shtar was Mazoif, see, he's going to go to the Malva, he's going to say, give me back what you took. He's going to say, I don't have it anymore. It's gone. It's 
it's not around. Well, if the Malva has Karka, he'll be able to make himself whole by taking the Karka of the Malva. But the Gemara says, Veloi, it's not true. Even if the Malva has Karka, still you never write an Adrachta Metaltalin. And the reason is, We're concerned that maybe the Karka of the Metaltalin is going to go down in value as a result. The rule is that we never write an adracht of a metalta and we only write it for karka. The Gemara continues and says, an in the event that we have to write an adracht for a malvul, meaning we give him a heads up. We let him know, FYI, he's coming. He has an adracht, he has the right to walk into your house, seize property, meaning we don't just do it. We maidia him first. For Hani, immediately the Gemara says the only time we maidia him is, is the mikrav. If the loiv is close by, avomircha gloiv, but let's say he's far away. So being maidia him would involve stalling and it's something that would take a very long time. So then already we're not going to be bothered with being maidia. Let's say this person is far away. However, there are kraven, meaning he has relatives that we can notify. Inami or it's far away, but there's a train that goes there from time to time. There's a caravan, old school. So there's a way of informing him despite the fact that he's far away. Then we'll wait, meaning then we're going to say, you're supposed to notify the lawyer before you write an adrachta. So we're going to notify him. Aye, he's far away, no problem. We'll send a memo, snail mail, and if it takes up to a year, it's all right. But that's okay. And the Gemara brings a maish where you find an Amaira actually did this. He waited 12 months at the Oslo, the Asya Shairosa, So Maracha was a Malva. There were people in Choyzoi that owed him money. And Ravina gave him an Adrachta. But he said, you can't use this Adrachta until we notify these Chevron Bey Choyzoi. They were far away. And he waited up to 12 months. But the Gemara says, Valoi, don't prove anything from the Maisa with Ravina because Hasem Inashalima Hava. Maracha was a very powerful person. And Ravina was concerned that he have that if you would give him an there'd be no way to take it away from him. But in a regular situation, but in a regular situation, we're not dealing with a Gavra Alimo, we are not concerned that this person, you give him an Adrachta, you give him a finger, he's going to take your foot, right? That is the type of situation where you want to look both ways before you actually hand over this very, very valuable document. But for a regular person, you don't have to do that. So what then do you do? So you tell the shliach on Tuesday. Why Tuesday? Because Bezdin used to convene on Mondays and Thursdays. So the shliach now on Monday is notified that you have a shlichus. What's your shlichus going let the loyfer know that an adracht is coming his way. And he goes out on Tuesday, and he brings back the message on Wednesday, and then on Thursday we're going to sit down. Meaning the point is we're not waiting. So between Monday and Thursday, yeah, Bezdin convenes on Monday, not convening again until Thursday. So they're going to tell the shliach, it's your job to go now to notify the loiva about this adrachta. And the next time Bezdin convenes, by Thursday, this is going to be in effect. And the Malva is now going to have the adrachta in his pocket and he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to do. So whatever can happen between Monday and Thursday, he leaves on Tuesday, comes back Wednesday. The, the specifics of exactly how that plays out is not the Nakuda. The Nakuda is the next time Bezdin convenes, if you had an ability to be mightier him, if not, then, you know, we have business to take care of and we're going to do whatever it is that we need to do. On the topic of the Shliach Bezin, Ravina said, If Bezdin appoints a Shliach to go summon somebody to court. So the halacha is that if the Shliach Bezin comes back and he says, I did it, we trust him as if two Adim said it. Now, what would be the Nafkemino if... He did give him this summons. He didn't give him the summons. The nafkamina is, as the Gemara is going to say in the next words, that if somebody receives a hazmana to appear in front of Bezdin and he does not do what he was asked to do, he gets put into chair. In fact, the Rambam in Hilchas says, right? There's 24 things that a person can do that can cause this person to be put into cherem. One of them is that he's Messiah. That Bezin tells him to appear in front of a court and he doesn't do it, right? So once upon a time, Nidoi was a very basic move. 
the one Shirayan of Nidui that we have today, the Shemina Shabashminas is on Arab Rosh Hashanah, and some Kehilas is a minig that everybody winds up. And you say, But once upon a time, this was a very, very big deal. Not by the Haimashi either. But the point is that a reason that somebody would maybe be put into Nidui was for this very reason. So the Gemara says that if the Shluch of the Rabbanu comes back and he says, Listen, I delivered the message and this person is not really caring very much. If we trust in these ramifications... And that's Ravina's halacha. This is only true to put the person in like a regular cherem. So what's psicha? Psicha is where well, you don't just put him in cherem, but you put it in writing. That's doubling down on the cherem. Being that that's already going to cost the person that's in cherem money. Why is it going to cost the money? Because the legal fees is going to be put on the person that was put into cherem. So basically, if somebody was put into cherem and it got to the point where they had to give it to him in writing, so the only way to ever get out of cherem was if the cipher was paid and Bezin had a policy that they didn't pay the cipher. It didn't matter how much money they did or didn't have. You, the person in cherem, would have to pay the cipher. So it was inevitable in order for this person to get out, it was going to cost them a few shekels. And being that it's going to cost them money, so it comes out that trusting the shlucha de Rabbanon has... Dine mominus figure ramifications. When it comes to Dine mominus, you always need to aid them. Therefore, in this case, even Ravina said you're not going to trust the Shleach Bezdin as to aid them, you're only going to trust him as an aid Achad. Amr Ravina. Another halacha that Ravina said regarding Shluchat Rabbana. Yavina and Zimna, Apuma de Itza, the Apuma de Shibvi. If Bezdin wants, they can send a summons via a woman or via one of the neighbors of this person that they're trying to be masked. Meaning it doesn't have to be a shulchad rabbanon who has a degree, who is a yayri yayri, yadin yadin, who is a musmech, even an itza, or just one of the neighbors. That's his whole qualification. If it's practical for Bezin to use this person as the courier to deliver this message, that's going to be okay. But you have to read the fine print. That's only true. If this person that they want to send the summons to is not in the city at the time that they're sending it out. But if the person's in the city, not. Because we say, Eimer... Maybe they never really delivered the message. And the reason they wouldn't have delivered the message is the Amri, because they, maybe they made the following Hejmen, Maybe the Shliach Bezdin actually met then. And the Shliach Bezdin is already the one that delivered the summons. Meaning, if you're trusting the woman, you're trusting the neighbor to deliver the summons, so it's based on Chazaka Shliach Shlichusai. Bezdin asked them to do something, so they're going to do it. And the truth is, Chazaka Shliach Shlichusai. Incidentally, do we pass in that way? Do we not pass in that way? That's a big halachic tomo in some of the shverit shuvahs for Noida Yehuda. Certain situations, yeah, certain situations not. The rises, the rabbanans. It's machlekes and chas. But the point is, in a case like this, for sure we would rely on the chazaka shliachay But only if there's no strong mitigating factor. To the extent that the person that they were told to deliver the summons to is local, so there is a mitigating factor. And that factor is, is that maybe they make a cheshvin that... I understand that for convenience purposes, Bezdin asked us to deliver this message, but I'm choshed that maybe one of the people that work for Bezdin, Shliach Bezdin, maybe met this person in the street and delivered the summons on his own. So if there's any plausible reason to think that Ulai, maybe the person did not follow through with the Shlichos based on the fact that they thought that, yeah, we would just ask to do this just in case, but probably the Shleich Bezdin ended up taking care of it, that would be enough of a reason for us not to be able to assume that this Shlichos was actually delivered. Another caveat, even if this person is less of a muscle, so again, we said if the person is Isi B'masa, it doesn't work. It only works if he's less of a muscle. Even if he's less of a muscle, the only time it works is if when this person is going to come back to the city, he's not going to pass Bezdin. But if this person is going to pass the doorstep of Bezdin, why? Then again, we don't rely on the Chazaka Amri because we assume Ashkechul Beidinah. Meaning, we assume that they may assume that the Shleach Bezdin, when this person was on his way home, he passed the courthouse, so the Shleach Bezdin saw him, and he delivered the summons on his own. And again, and the third caveat is, the only time we say this halach is, if the person's going to come back on that same day, meaning he's out of town, 
but he's going to come home on that day. But if the person's not coming back on that day, not. And the reason is, it's a different reason. It's not that we think that they're going to think that it was already done. Pasha, they forgot. So short-term memory, one day, yeah, we'll take care of it. By tomorrow, it's already yesterday's news. And as a result, it's not necessarily something that they're going to execute on. So the bottom line is, when Bezdin wanted to issue a summons, they would do it through a shliach Bezdin. He was qualified. He had credentials. He was a Zoriz. He knew what he had to do. But Bezdin did not have to use that shliach if they didn't want to. They were able to come up with a convenient way. It could even be a woman. It could even be a neighbor. Right? That's the Gemara's way of saying it. It could be anybody. Stating that if you're going to use someone that's not a professional, someone that doesn't do this for a living, so then already you have to be a little bit more sensitive when it comes to assuming that for sure the message was delivered. What do you have to be sensitive to? So the Gemara gave three caveats. Number one, it only works if the person is not in the city and the person's coming home that day. And when the person comes home, he's not going to pass the courthouse. Otherwise, you can't assume that they delivered the message. Oh, my Rav. Rav said, If somebody had a psicha written on his behalf, which is a bad thing, right? What's the psicha? So we saw that in the previous Gemara. That's when Bezdin writes the Shamta. So he gave it to him in writing. So somebody has a psicha. And the reason he has the psicha is because he didn't show up in court. Said, Until he shows up in court, we don't tear it up. If someone has a psicha that was written, not because he didn't show up in court, but he's not listening to the court. So for example, the courts told him that you have to give somebody money and this person's not giving him money. Then until he actually listens, you don't tear it up. As opposed to what? As opposed to, let's say the person says, I'm going to do it. That in and of itself is not enough, right? So you tell the person, I'm coming, I'm coming. When you come, we'll rip it up. Meaning, we worked with you. If you already got to the point that you're not only in cheren, but you have it in writing, so at that point, you're going to physically have to change it. You're going to have to do whatever person wants you to do. But the Gemara says, it's not true. As soon as the person says that I'm going to listen to Bezin, that in and of itself is enough. And at that point, we are going to tear it up. Rashi is medayik that the Gemara says, with regards to which one of the two things, Meaning, Robert said, if somebody had a psicha written because he was told to show up in Bezin and he didn't, or if someone had a psicha written because he was told to listen to Bezin and he didn't. So you have to do what you were told to do. Just saying you're going to do it in of itself is not enough. The loyhi is on which of the two, keeping the Amrit Saisina. As it relates to, I'm going to listen, meaning I'll make the payment, that saying it is going to be enough. But saying that you're going to show up to Bezin is not enough. And the reason is because if someone says he's going to do something that's difficult, okay, maybe he's sincere, maybe this is something he really plans on doing. So I, why is he not doing it right away? Because it's difficult. It's a It's going to take a little bit of time. He borrowed money. He doesn't have it right now. He's telling us that he's going to pay. He's coming around a little bit. He's showing some remorse. So Bezdin can feel him out and say, you know what, I believe it's a heartfelt uh, apology and he's really going to do the right thing. We'll work with you. We'll tear up the psicha. But if what we're wanting him to do is simply show up in court, then just show up in court. So, I'm going to show up in court? Don't going to show up in court. Show up in court. So when he shows up in court, but if not, for sure, I'm Rav Chiz. Rav Chiz has said, As it relates to getting somebody to show up in court. So, we give him a Monday, we give him a Thursday, and we give him a Monday. We give him a Bahab. Now, what's the Cheshman of Bahab? It's not because these three days are Yemei Ratzin. It's related to the fact that these are the three days that Bezdin convene. Rather, the three days Bezdin convene maybe have something to do with the fact that they Yemei Ratzin. I in the end of Barak Merubah, Takana Zezra, Ksubah Gimel. But the point is that these were the days that Bezdin convened, so we give him three opportunities. And the way it plays out is Zimna, Vizimna Basa Zimna. Meaning, show up in court. Monday comes, he's not there, we send it to him again. He's not there, we send it to him again. By the following Tuesday, at that point, we already sit down and we do what we need to do. Ravasi was once in Rav Kana's court. There was a woman, the Asman Ladina Bapanya, who was asked to come to court in the evening. She didn't show up the next morning. She had a nine o'clock appointment. She wasn't there. Boom, he got the psicha. Ravasi told Rav Kana, Do you not hold what Rav Chizda said? That you give a person a Baha'i. That's only a man. The un- 
Shabbos, Velasa Men travel, they're not always around. And as a result, uh, men, we work with a little bit more. She's not traveling, she's home. So what's the big deal? Why couldn't she show up to court? So if she could have, she did it my redis, she has to did it my redis, and immediately we're going to write this time. Amar Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, We do not give someone a hazmana to show up in court. Not during Chaydesh Nisan, not during Chaydesh Tishrei. Additionally, not on Eriyantif, and not on Eriv Shabbos. Now, what's the reason for this? So Rashi says, because these were the times that Ayam used to work in the field, and as a result, people are tired, and therefore we were not mazmin someone during that time. Avo, and why not Erev Yontif and Erev Shabbos? And that's easy, because people are preparing for Yontif, they're preparing for Shabbos, a lot of halachis and shulchan aruch related to that, and therefore you can't be mazmin someone during that time. Avo minisan, lebasa yoy minisan, ubi yoy mitishrei, lebasa yoy mitishrei, kabinon. But you could send somebody a summons during Chaydash Nisan to show up in Chaydash Or you could send someone in Chaydash Tishrei and set a court date for Chaydash Cheshven. But as it relates to Erev Yontif and Erev Shabbos, then you wouldn't even send somebody a Hazmana to show up after Shabbos, after Yontif. So again, we're never going to schedule a court date for a Yid during Chaydash Nisan, during Chaydash Tishrei, on an Erev Shabbos and on an Erev Yontif. But there is a distinction. The distinction is... We won't schedule a court date during Nisan or Tishrei, but we'll send somebody who has mana during Nisan or Tishrei to appear after Nisan or Tishrei. As it relates to Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif, not only won't we schedule a court date for those days, but we won't even send someone who has mana to show up after that. And the reason for that is, meaning, why won't you send somebody who has mana, Erev Shabbos, Erev Yontif, show up afterwards? My time of Abiditei, the Shabbos are because he's so tired in Shabbos. And because he's so tired in Shabbos, so we're poshit concerned that he's not even going to remember, and as a result, it's going to end up with issues. This is interesting. So once upon a time, there was the Kala of Yarche Kala fame, and then there was the Riglo. So what was the Kala? So Rashi says, can I read Rashi inside? Every Shabbos, people would come to hear a Drasha. What's the rigla? Boyim l'shmoya hilchas haregel kaidem haregel amid yoyim. People would come to hear hilchas haregel shloishin yoyim kaidem haregel. So said Rav Nachman that you can't. Let's say there was someone that Bezdin was trying to be mazman. Right? They've been trying to get a hold of this guy. So they say I have a perfect idea. I know where he's going to be by the kala. I know he's going to be by the rigla. So let me chop him then. So Rav Nachman said you can't do that. And the reason Rashi says is because we're afraid that if someone who's a hunted man is going to know that they're going to happen by the Kala. You know what he's going to do? He's just not going to come. That's what's going to happen. He's not going to show up to the Rigla. So we don't want to disincentivize people from not showing up to Shul and not coming to a share. And as a result, that's considered a time where it was off limits. The Gemara says, Kaviyasa, the Kamei, the Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman was a big dying in Kiyodua. So Rav Nachman used to give shir, and a lot of people would come, and they would tell Rav Nachman, you know, this guy, he bothered me, that person, can you write a psich on him? Can you be masmin this one? Amal Hui would tell the Bechilu, the he says, the reason I put this whole oilum together is to help you collect on an outstanding chayv. I came here to give a share. He says, we'll worry about that another day. But the Gemara says, very interestingly, nowadays at this this is a good opportunity for us to take care of business. Either way, going back to the Mishnah, for literally a moment. And that is, the Mishnah had said, so if somebody was goizel and he left over this gzela to his children, if, however, was a dovet sheyesh bayachrayis, chayovam l'shalim. If you remember on that kuf yud alaf on the basic, we had two mahalchim. What that means? And the two mahalchim were based really on two brises. One is a discussion that Rebbe had with the son of Rabbi Shimon, and the other one is. Something that Rabbi Shia said. What were the two Mahalchim had to learn the Mishnah? One Mahalach is that although Agoizel vihiniach lefneim p'tur milashalim, that's only true if it's a dover she'im bayachrais. A dover she'ish bayachrais is something that people identify as belonging to a specific person. Over there, if you're going to take it, so it's going to be a big bazillion because everyone knows that you're driving somebody else's car. Now, you didn't steal it, your father stole it, and you were kind of with Yish and Shinu Rishos, I hear. But at the end of the day, it's a Dovah Maguna, it's not a nice thing. And as a result, if it's a Dovah Sheyesh Be'achrayis, 
Chayovim Lushalim. Another Mahalach the Gemara had was the Vimdova changed by Christ is not defining the item that was stolen. Someone was geisel, doesn't matter what he stole, he stole cash. And now he died. If the gazlin died and he left over, meaning he left over money, he, I'm sorry, he left over karka, so then the halacha is, they would be chayv to pay, and the reason is because the karka that the gazlin left over has a lien associated with it. It's meshubat to this gzela, because it's meshubat to gzela, so it's for that reason that the halacha is that he would now be obligated to pay. The Gemara said, what's the nafkamina between these two understandings of the Mishnah? So the Gemara said, the nafkamina would be, is it dafke karka, or is it not dafke karka? If the yisoyed of dafke is, it's a dafke mesoyim, it's something that people recognize, it doesn't have to be karka. If, however, the dafke is not what was stolen, but it's part of the Yerusha that this Gazan left over, and the point is that there's a lien attached to it. Well, liens are only attached to karkas. And then, would mean in this Mishnah what it means throughout Shas. And that is, it means karka. Either way. So the Gemara says, Rebbe taught his son Reb Shimon this Mishnah. And when he taught him the Mishnah, he says, I'm going to tell you what the Mishnah means. It doesn't mean literally even if it was a parah that people plow with. You'd have to return them because of and this was Rebbe's understanding of the Mishnah that the Mishnah means as in that was the Dover that was stolen and therefore the side of it is not related to liens it's related to Kavad Avim so Karkas Lav Dafka what happens if a person left Stole a mita that's used to sit on, to do hasebe. Shulchan Oichan Olav, or it's a table that people ain't. Amara, what's the halach? I mean, is that like a part of a chayrishpa? Chamer, mechamer, all of a not. Amaloisa, he told him, Tein l'chacham, v'yech gamoit. He says, but you need to literally list out everything. You got the point. Anything that's going to involve kavod avoin, over there it's going to be nagei. Zokti mishnevai, te'en partin. We do not have a right to take change or to change and exchange money. Not from the teva that the muhsan used to keep their money in, nor from the kiss that the gabon used to keep their money in. So the Mishnah is talking about two types of people, two characters back in the day. One was the muhsan and the other one was the gabai. The tzadashava between the muhsan and the gabai are, number one, they were both tax collectors. So a gabai can be a gabai stockholder. That's not what it means here. It means a gabai of Arnuna. It means a gabai of taxes. So the muches and the gabaim were both tax collectors. What's the difference? So it's a nuanced difference. The muches used to charge taxes from people that were importing tzayra, merchandise. The gabaim were people that used to charge either property taxes or you just had to pay taxes because you were alive. But the point is that they were both tax collectors. Not only were they both tax collectors, they were both chashed. The Gemara is going to say why. But they were both chashed. And because they were both chashed, if you needed to swap a 20 for two tens, you couldn't go to these chevra. And the reason is because the money that they're going to give you is not erlicha money, it's stolen money. And because it's stolen money, so you're not supposed to take money from them. That's the Allah of the Mishnah. Additionally, we don't take charity from them. We do not accept their tzedakah. Very important caveat. When we say that you can't take money in Purtin, in from a muches or from a gabai, it doesn't mean from their money at all. It means from the money itself that was stolen. So if they're taking it from their teva, right, that's the whole point of the Mishnah, or from the kis shal gabon, that money is gugan v'tagelt, and therefore that's money you're not allowed to touch. If, however, they want to be noitam yitoich beisa, yamin ashok, that already you would be able to do. Zok we learned in Ebrei, avon noisan loy dinar, v'noisan loy Very quick, important caveat to the Mishnah. When we say importin, loy mi teva samuchsin, loy mi kis shal gabon, it means dollar for dollar. But let's say you owe them a dollar and you only have a five on you, and you want to take change. That's something already that you would be allowed to do. So to 
use them as a convenience. I'll give you money, you return the same amount of money, albeit give me prutas for my dinner. That's not something you're allowed to do. But if you have to give them money and they want to give you change, and they're like, no problem, they open up the cash register. You know, they start that money you're already allowed to take. And the reason is because although there's a din and parton, but that doesn't have to come out of financial loss. So if you're going to have to give them more money because you can't take change, okay, so that's already financial loss. That's not something you're have to do. But to simply be mefarit the money, don't be mefarit the money, be mefarit it somewhere else, and that's already going to be off limits. So just two ha'aras speaking out. A toysfus here on the yom. Toysfus says that this halach of ain part and loy mi tevis hamuchsen, for loy mi kishal gabon is true, even if you know for a sure that the bailam was miayish, or there's a mandam and chas that holds stam gizel is yish bailam. So even if we assume that the owner of this money that they took it from was miayish, still it's going to be a problem. So toysfus, that's a I'm saying a bechidish right now. Why? Because if the Bible were miyayish, and now you're taking it from the Gazlin, it's yish v'shini rishos, which we know is kainah. So toisvis, that's fine. The reason you're not allowed to take this money is not because we hold your gazlin in a gazlin. This has nothing to do with the ktsay islam and dalit gimbal. It has nothing to do with the first sugi and perak and gazlin The reason you're not allowed to take it is partially because it's a dava maguna. Because everyone knows these guys are gazlonim. And because they're gazlonim, it's for that reason you're not allowed to take it. And toisvis says, that I'll prove to you that it's not a real gzela. How do you know that it's not a real gzela? Because you see that you're allowed to take change from them. If this was a real gzela, so how would you even be allowed to take change? The terrorist says, what you're dealing with is a dover maguna. And this adds to that, that it wasn't even 100% of the money that was stolen. There's like an assumption that may, maybe the money is stolen. But the point is, says Toysvis, that the site of this halacha is based on a dover maguna. If you look at the Rambam in Perakeh, Halacha Aleph, and Hilchas Gzela, so the Rambam says as follows, Also liknois dover hagazel menagaz. You now let it quiet. A stolen item from a gazan. You're not going to help him in any way. Anyone that does something like this, so the Rambam says, you're not going to take anything from a gazlin, and if you do, you're being over of a lifnei evil leisite michshol. The Magen Mishnah says that what's the makar to the Rambam? Mefurish perik agayzol umaychol kuf yud gimel amen alep in Mishnah Gemara. It's our Mishnah that we just learned. So this is the makar said the Magen Mishnah to this Rambam. But in the Rambam, it's bavur that it's not just the dava maguna. The Rambam says it's an isetay raisa. You're being over the lifnei evil leisite michshol. It's interesting that the Rambam in perik hamach alef and hilchas gineva. Right, so we know the Rambam wrote a separate hilchas gineva and a separate hilchas gzeila, and they mirror each other in many ways. So this is perik hamach alef and hilchas. Now, we're going to read from Perakei Allah Alf and Hilchis Gneva. The Ram says the same Allah, but he says it a little bit differently. Also, Liknois min haganev hachefet shaganev. You're not allowed to buy from a ganev a chefetz that was stolen. Va'ovon gadol, it's a very big avera. Shari machsiki dei ovre avera. V'goyrem loy lignoiv geneva yisacheros. You're going to cause him to do more geneva. Shem loy yimatzal ekeach. Because if a Ganev can't find someone to purchase from him, ain't a Ganev, he doesn't steal. And he quotes a Pasuk in Mishle, But Al-Kopanim, the Rambam seemed to have made a much bigger deal about this than Taisvist did. Taisvist says it's a Dover Maguna. The Rambam refers to an Hilchis Geneva as an Ovoin Gadol. He's a Machsikidei Ovei Aveiru. Either way, it's off the Gemara Vaita. So what's the halacha? That a muchis and a gabai, you see, were considered to be bad guys, right? You have to assume that if there's something in their cash register, it's a good chance it's very stolen. Says the Gemara, muchsin, why? Meaning, we're taking for granted that these guys are Ganofim. All we know about them right now is, is that their 9 to 5 is, they're Muxim. They work for the IRS. So what? By definition, that means that they're doing something wrong? In fact, take the Gemara of Shmuel, Shmuel said, Dina de Malchusa Dina. Don't we know the rule of Dina de Malchusa Dina? Which means, if the Muxis is a federal employee, so he's just following the law. And... The law is that you have to follow whatever the Dina the Machus is. So, Freyt the Gemara, why are we assuming that they're Gazlon? What happened to Dina the Machus of Dina? Amrab Khanir Barakhan or Mashmul. So, Khanir Barakhan said in the name of Shmuel himself, the Mukhesh Engle Kitzvah. We're not talking about a regular Mukhes, but we're talking about a Mukhesh Engle Kitzvah. Rashi says, Elunaitel Kakal Chefzai. What does it mean, Engle Kitzvah? He doesn't work with. He's a Mukhes, yeah, true, he's hired, yes, but at the same time, when it comes to collecting, he works on a cheshben. In like Kisadeh Rabbiani, I mean, Yeshiv Rabbiani, they used to explain this a little bit differently. They used to say, but Mukhes, I'm a Nobody ever hired him, right? This is a person who's self employed, he's 
He decided one day it looks like a good business and he's collecting taxes from people. But the point is, is that he's not a regular muchis that's working for the government and as a result, there's no chajman of din of the machusadin. Some had this exchange, meaning what happened to din of the machusadina and one of two possibilities, either Mukhsha or not on our Mishnah, but regarding a Mishnah Masachtas Kalim. So the Mishnah says, Yuba Shadim Kalim, I feel like Begadim. A person not a Kalim, even if it's on top of ten Begadim, Lavriach Bayasamachis. If his intention is to try to avoid taxes. So this is a person that's smuggling merchandise into a place where he's going to have to pay taxes. The problem is, they're gonna, if he keeps it in his rental, they're going to find it. So what does he do? He decides he's going to put it on. So he's wearing like 11 suits and four shirts and, and this is the way he's walking in. It's a little bulky, but this is his uh, mahalach. The problem is, there's some kalayim over there. So the Mishnah says, can you put on this kalayim or can you not put on this kalayim? Now, at first glance, you would say, what's the tzad? The Shiloh, you're asking the Rovis, can I wear Kalayim to not have to pay taxes? Right? Doesn't sound like a Shiloh. The reason is because the Issa Kalayim is only if you have Hanah from the Levisha. So if you're not having Hanah, and you're not, clearly, probably fairly uncomfortable, so therefore, it could be there's no Issa Kalayim. So, Zokta Mishnah, Layil Bashadim Kalayim, Afilu Agabi Asnaru Begadim, Lavriach Bayasamachas. Zokta Yorma, Sisla, Yukrabi, this Mishnah is not a good time. We learned to the Bray, so also Lavriach Samachas. You're not allowed to wear Kalayim to not have to pay taxes. Rabbi Shimon, I mean, Shimon, Rabbi Kiba, Shimon, Sandin, Rabbi Shimon, Mutla, Lavriach Samachas. It's something that you're allowed to do. No, so this Mishnah says Layil Bashadim, really, it's a Machloikis between the Tanakama and Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva said it's Mutter, Mishnah said it's Asr. So back of the envelope of arithmetic, Masisim Dalik Rabbi Akiva. Zok the Gemara. I don't understand this whole machlokes today. Let's 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 try to break this down. Bishlam in Kalayim. Bishlam as it relates to the Kalayim Shaila Mutter Asa that I hear. Ba'al Kamifli in the Marsav. Our Dovah Shem Mischaven Mutter Marsav. The Enoshem Mischaven Asa. Meaning this person does not have kavana to have Hanah. It's a good chance he's not going to have Hanah. He might have Hanah. Okay. In the worst case scenario, you were over the Isashatnis, not intending to be over the Isashatnis. So that's a big machlaikis in Shas, Rabshim Rabbi Yehuda, Dovashen Mishabim Mutter, Dovashen Mishabim Nasa. So what's the machlaikis, whether you can put on the Kalayim Lavriach? It's because it's a Dovashen Mishabim, and your intention is not to pay taxes. So therefore, you can hear why there would be a machlaikis. Incidentally, it's Gishmak, because who's the one that said Mutter? Rabshim and Oymer, Mishabim Rabbi Akiva, it's Rabshim Alishitasa, he's the Mandam and Shas that owes, Dovashen Mishabim as Mutter. But the Gemara says, I don't understand this machlaikis for a different reason. How are you avoiding taxes? But Amma Shmuel, did it Shmuel say, Dina, the Malchusa Dina? Amma Shmuel, Amma Shmuel, Amma Shmuel, some say that it was regarding here that the Gemara said the aforementioned Terutzim. Either Shmuel said, we're talking about a muchas that just takes indiscriminately. The very talking about a muchas that just hired himself. With those that had this exchange regarding the third Mishnah. This is a Mishnah Mesechtis Nidarim that's discussing the halacha of Nidre Oinsen. It's Arba Nidarim Hitiru Chachamim. And one of them is Nidre Oinsen. It's the first Mishnah in the third paragraph of Mesechtis Nidarim. And then it goes on and it's Befarit, all the different cases. So one of the examples of Nidre Oinsen, meaning a person made a nether, but it's not considered a nether. Is noidrin laharogin ulecharamim ulemuchsin shehishal truma shehishal beis melech afapicha inishal truma afapicha inishal melech. So the case is we're harogin, right? Self-explanatory. Charamim, they confiscate property. Muchsin, these tax collectors. So if they come into somebody's house and they say, "Give me your schayra, or I'll kill you," or "Give me your schayra, or whatever," I'm taking it. So you're allowed to tell them, "Oh, you want to take this? It's truma." Right, so this guy who has no problem taking away your property, but if it's Truma, he's not going to go near it. But the point is, you're allowed to say that. It belongs to the king. So, you know, you want to take it, that's fine. But I'm letting you know right now, you're going to have to take it up with the Melech at some point. Even if it's not true, you're allowed to say it. Not only are you allowed to say it, neutral. that's the whole punchline of the Mishnah. You can make an edit, meaning you're going to tell this to the tax collector, it's true, he's going to say, prove it. So in the olden days, if you wanted to prove something, had you put your money where your mouth is, what you said was, is if... This is not really truma, making a nether, koinim, whatever. So you're allowed to make a nether as your way of backing up your argument. Meaning, the nether is not a nether, and the minute they leave, whatever you said is betelem uvutalen, right? It's right? It's not something you have to worry about. It's what we know as nidrei oinsen. So, who are you using the nidrei oinsen for to avoid the harogin? The charamin and the muchsin. I understand why you're allowed to 
try to figure out a way to get out of the Hiragim and the Hiramim. But why the Muxim and the Malchusadina? They're working for the government. They're collecting taxes that you're Mukhuyev to pay. I'm Rabbi of the two teruts, but here the Gemara adds a wrinkle. Rav Ashi, Rav Ashi says the muches kenani. We're talking about where the muches was a kenani, and because he was a kenani, the kenani gets treated differently. And the kenani is someone that you're not mechuyev to pay. Meaning, even though dina the malchus but if the tax collector is a kenani, so in that case already there's going to be a, a different shulchan arch. Now, as a hakdama to what we're about to learn. A little bit Biramisa. The Gemara is about to start the sugya of Gezel Akram. It's going to segue from these words that the Muchas Knani is treated differently than the Muchas Yisra. And the Gemara is going to talk about Gezel Akram, Aser Mutter, Avedas Akram, Aser Mutter. There's a Chil Hashem component that's going to hazard itself over a few times now in the course of this daf. The disclaimer is that there is some censoring that took place in this Gemara. We'll point it out a little bit. Either way, Snok the Gemara. The Tanya we learned in the Bryce, Yisrael, the Knani, Anos, a Yisrael, and a Knani, Anos. Shabboladin, that they came for a Din Taira. So this is a Yisrael, and a Knani who's an Anos. What does it mean he's an Anos? He's Ma'anos people. He forces people to relinquish their property. If you're able to win this Din Taira, Meaning, the idea is for the Yisrael to win. So if the Yisrael can win by going to Dine Yisrael, Zakeu ve'emor le'kach Dineinu, then that's what the judge should do. He should open up a Shulchan Aruch, show him it's a Mephurah Shashach, and I'm sorry, the Yid is the one that's going to win this case. Bedine Yad, Kananim. Let's say you can't win based on the Shach, but Bedine Kananim, you'd be able to win. Bedine Damalchus, Zakeu ve'emor le'kach Dinechem. Then you pull out the... The halachis of the Kananim, there's Shulchan Aruch, and you show that you're right. Then, let's say you can win, say not Bidine Yisrael, and say not Bidine Kananim, then Bon Olabakifin. Then you try to come up with a way that's really not Oisikahaltin to win. Divi Rabbi Shmuel. This is what Rabbi Shmuel said. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva said, Ain Bon Olabakifin. No, you never Bon Olabakifin, and the reason is, Mipne Kiddush Hashem. Because you have to make a Kiddush Hashem, and the inverse of which is, you can't make a Chil Hashem, and based on that, you can't be Bon Olabakifin. Now, the gears of this Bryce is, Yisrael Veknani Anos. You have an Oiz Vahadi Gemara, so there's a little Gimel, and the Gimel says that the word Anos was Noisef Ayadeyatzenzer. That that word was actually added. And Posh Abshad in the Gemara has nothing to do with Ananas. Now, if you look at the Mepharshim and the London, they try to say Abshad. Why would Ananas be different? But it's just Kedai to know that that's all playing along with this Girsa that was really not the Emesa Girsa. The Emesa Girsa was that this was true for every Yisrael and for every single Kanani. Rabbi Akiva said that the reason you have to be worried is because you have to Cheshben Chul Hashem. You have to Cheshben Kiddush Hashem. But otherwise, it sounds like. You have nothing to worry about. As if the fact that this Kanani is going to end up losing out unlawfully, that's not something that bothers anybody. But the Gemara says, the Gezel Kanani Mishari, what? Gezel Akim is Mutter? But then you will to the Bray, so, I'm Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon, said, said, Darash Rabbi Akiva, the following was something that Rabbi Akiva Darash, right? Reb Shimon, we know, it's not Reb Shimon, it's Reb Shimon, he's a Talmud of Rabbi Akiva. So he said, this is what I heard from the Rebbe, when did he say this? So this is one of the Ad Shabbar Rabbi Akivas, or Mishabar Rabbi Akiva. It's from when he came from Sphere. We know Rabbi Akiva traveled all over. So when he came back from Sphere and he sent a follow-up. the Gezel Khanani show us. How do you know the Gezel Khanani is also? Talmud Loimar, it says in the Torah, Achare Nimkar Geula Tia Loi. Meaning, if an Eved Ivri is ever sold to a Khanani, and you want to redeem this Eved Ivri from his bondage, you could do it. But Geula Tia Loi. Meaning, you have to... Work it out monetarily. This Kanani bought the Yid. He paid a certain amount of money. So come up with a pro rata amount of money that you would have to now give him in order to get him back. But that's the way you're supposed to do this. What are you not allowed to do? You can pull him out when nobody's looking, come up with some covert rescue mission. That's not something you're allowed to do. Yochel Yigloi Molov says, Machlikis Rashi tells us what this means. Rashi says, Yochel Yigloi means, you would think maybe you should just give him a crazy amount of money. I think Yigloi means Milosh and Goylem. You know, maybe you should be a fool, but the point is, on Talmud Loimar, it says in the Torah, Bechishevim Kineu, Yedaktim Kineu, no, you don't have to be crazy, right? So you make a cash. I mean, you can't kidnap him, but at the same time, you can't. You don't have to overpay either. I'm a rep. But what's the kasha? The kasha is who's talking? Rabbi Kiva's talking. Rabbi Kiva said, he said, Minayin she gezel knani 
He was on the right side. Meaning, he said that a Yisrael, the Kanani Shabon Ludin, you can't just be partial to the Yisrael. You have to be very sensitive. Why? Kiddush Hashem. Forget about Kiddush Hashem. What about Boisigza? What about Gzela? Gezel Kanani is also. Rabbi Kiva Zachtashita that holds that Gezel Kanani is also. And it sounds like it's also a day rising. Learns it from a Pasuk in the Torah. So Yemar says, I'm Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef is like Kash, and that's not a Kash. Habi Kanani, Habi Ger Toisha. Right? We know all Kananim, all Bnei Noyach can be divided into two groups. There's the regular Bnei Noyach, and then there's the Ger Toisha. Who is the Ger Toisha? It's in different places in Shas. Rashi has a different definition of a Ger Toisha. Here Rashi says, Ein He's not Oyved Avoidazara, but he's an Oichel Nevelas. I mean, he's Oichel Nevelas because he's allowed to be Oichel Nevelas. In fact, the Torah says, if you have Nevelo, you should give it to the Ger, Asheb Bisharecha, which is, of course, the Ger Toishav. But why? How do you know for sure it's a Ger Toishav? Because the Ger that's not a Ger Toishav, the Yidin were told, He wasn't allowed to be Bisharecha. But either way, so a uh, Ger who's not Oyved Avoidazara, but he's Oichel Nevelos. That Ger Toshav is when Rabbi Akiva said that Gezel Knani is Aser. But as it relates to a regular Knani, that's different. And that's where Rabbi Akiva said that really Yisrael the Knani Shabon Ludin. I would agree with you, Rabbi Yishmael. You could be born all of Ba'akifin. But at the same time, if they Kiddush Hashem, that's already a whole different story. But the Gemara says, Amalei Abayu. Sabayu told who? Rabbi Yosef. He said, I don't understand. How could you tell me that when Rabbi Akiva Darshan Gezel Knani is Aser? He was referring to... A Gertoish of Dafka, as opposed to a Kanani. He learned it from a Pasik. And if you look in that Pasik, that Pasik says Gertoish of true, but it also says Kanani. What is the Pasik? So again, it's all in the same parish. We're talking about an everyday that was sold to a Kanani. And it says as follows. So this is a year that was sold to who? So it's wordy and it's also a little susum. So what does this all mean? So this is the Braisa. Who are we talking about that this evidence was sold to? Not to you, meaning not to a Yid. Right? It says Ger But it also doesn't mean a Ger Tzedek. Right? That's pretty easy. When the Pasuk continues and says, So what's Mishpachas Ger? That's a regular Knani. That's not a Ger Toshav. What do those words mean? Not the Oivet Kechavim, even if he was sold to the Avedas Kechavim. He was literally sold into, not just slavery, but also idolatry. He was physically sold to the Avedas Ar. Even then you have this Salachav. But what's the point? The point is, is that if this Pasuk, this parish of Echishat Mkenei was the Makartik Ezlachnani, is Aser, this Pasuk clearly said, Abayit Rabbi Yosef is talking not only about a Ger Toshav, the Torah says Ger Toshav. Right, just to bring out the point. Rabbi Yosef's territory was, this is a Ger Toshav. Had Rabbi Yosef know it's a Ger Toisha? Oh, because the Torah says, V'nimker the Ger Toisha. Oh, but Amalei Abayah, that in addition to Ger Toisha, you see a marba more than that. So you marba more than that. Ela, my Rav, as Rav said, like Kasha, kam b'gzele, kam b'afgaz, halvas. You have to say a different chilek. You have to say, Gezel Kanani is Asa. But Gezel Kanani is Mutter. So is it Asa or is it Mutter? Like Kasha. One is talking about Gzele, where you're literally going to go into his property, you're going to take something like Taking this evidence, that's Gezel Kanani, that's going to be Yasser, even with a regular Kanani. Hafgas, Halvasa, not paying the loan, that's already going to be Mutter. So, in the case of the Yisrael, the Kanani, Shabon Ladin, where Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva are both in agreement that Mitzad Hilchas Gezel Kanani would be okay to be Ban Olavakifin, so what we're referring to is, we're referring to just finding a situation where the Yisrael owes money and we're going to tell him you don't have to give the money because that's only Afghaz Halvasa. But real Gezelo, that about is going to be Asa. Says the Gemara, Amalei Abayas, and now Abayas is talking to Rava, and he told him, Eved Ivri, Afghaz Halvasa. I don't understand. I think Eved Ivri, this is a very Londish Akasha, isn't that Afghaz Halvasa? Meaning when an Eved Ivri sells himself into slavery, Abayas told Rava, the way I hear it is, is that the Eved Ivri borrows the money that he gets from the Lekeach and the way he pays up the loan is with his Arbet. He pays up the loan by actually working. So by us now kidnapping the Evid Ivri, 
All it is is not paying up a loan. So it's Afghan Salvasi. And the Makartik Azal Kanani is from the Abedivri. Thus, you see, even Afghan Salvasi is also. So, to my rubble, the Tami, the Marabba, Abedivri Gufai Kani. This is Rubble Shitasa in the Sugi of Avadim. He holds that an Abedivri is Gufai Kani. When someone acquires an Abedivri, he actually has a Kenyan Aguf in the Abedivri. If he has a Kenyan Aguf, so an Abedivri is not viewed as a loan in Halacha, it's viewed as a Kenyan. Ki'ilu, the Odin is coined Abedivri, and then he buys himself back. So, therefore, it's going to be considered regular Gazel. So, to Gemar, these next few lines here are classic lines. I'm Rabbi Bibar. But Aveda of a Knani is going to be multi. How do I know Gezel Knani is Aser? Because it says in the Torah, So when the Eden went to Yisrael, you can destroy everything that belongs to the guy. Why? Because the Ebishter gave all the properties and all the possessions of the Umay Sa'ilam to the Yid. So, Bizman Shein Mesurim Biyatcha. Then, Vachalta, you can do whatever you want. But if it's not the Surim Biyatcha, then you can't do whatever you want. So, from the fact that the Torah went out of its way to say that the reason when you go into Eretz you can take from the Kanani is because Hashem's giving the Kanani stuff to you. So, you see, you need a Hirasha, you need a Hetter for it. But otherwise, in the Veltaran, it wouldn't be okay. That's how you know Gezel Kanani is also. How do you know Abay Dosen Muteris? How do you know Abay Kanani is Motor Shem of the Pasik says, So, this is in the parasha of Aveda and the Torah refers to the Aveda that you have to return as Avedas Ochichol. Ochichol at the Machser. You have to return an Aveda to your brother. You have to return to a Knaim. Maybe the only time this is true that you don't have to return Avedas Ochichol is if you don't physically have it in your Rishos yet. Meaning, so what does it mean you don't have to return it if you don't have it? If you see it, there's no Loisucha Lesalem. You don't have to go after it. But once it's already in your Rishos, maybe you should have to return it. Ravina Ravina says, look carefully in the Pasuk. It says, Meaning, it's already in your possession. And even then, the Torah says, So you see that the halacha is that even if it's in your Rishos, it's not something you have to return. Even though we said, That seems to be the consensus. But Avedas Knani is mutter. But even Avedas Knani is going to be. Aser, the mockim that is going to be a chil Hashem by you not returning the Aveda. Amash Shmuel, Shmuel said, Ta'usay muteres, Ta'us akum is mutter. So Gezel akum is Aser. You have Avedas akum, which is mutter. Within Gezel akum, there was a distinction that we're going to have to come back to with regards to Gzela and Afkaz Halva. You have to Chesh bin Chil Hashem and Kiddush Hashem. But Shmuel came and Shmuel said a grace of Kiddush. He said that. Ta'us akim is for sure going to be mutter. Zokti marki hadash shmuel zavan migoy lakno de dahava. Shmuel once purchased from a guy a lakno de dahava. He purchased a gold bowl. Rashi says a mizruk. The mar de parzala. But he paid the price that he would have had to have paid if it was made of copper. Meaning bedalut zuzi. So the person charged him at this as if it was copper, when really it was gold. And then Shmu was Mavliya once. Now there's a Machlikis Rishonim. What Zuza means. Many Rishonim say that what he did was he charged, he paid one Zuz less than what he was supposed to pay. Meaning Shmu bought something gold, Ki'ilu was copper, and he didn't even give him the full dollar amount for copper. Meaning, Parti Lureyasa. Another shot is Fakar. He bought what was gold as if it was copper, but he added one zos. Either way, this is what Shmuel did. Rav Kahana once bought from a guy 120 barrels, and paid for it as if he was only buying 100. And he too was Some don't even have the gears of in this nusach. And then Rav Kahana told the guy just to cover himself a little bit. He said, I want you to know that I'm relying on you. Meaning, I just want you to know that I didn't count it, so whatever you say, you know, wink, wink. And he knew he was getting more, but he told him those words that I'm relying on you. That's his way of protecting himself in case he ever comes back to him. Ravina once 
bought a dactyl together with a guy. And the arrangement was is that they were going to chop the wood up and they were going to split the wood. Ravina told this Gabi, he says, I want you to quickly get the big fat pieces, you know, from the bottom of the, the tree. Why? The guy, because the arrangement that I had with him was is that we're going to, I'm going to take 10 pieces of wood and you're going to take 10 pieces of wood. Now, how big each piece of wood has to be, that's not written in our contract. So he told him, you quickly chop the big ones like this, he'll end up with the smaller ones. Ravashi have a ka'azal ba'urcha. Ravashi was once traveling. Chaza shibshu digufna bepardesa. So he saw that there was a branch from a vineyard. It was on top of this paradise. Betoluba kitufi de'invi. And there were like clusters of grapes that were hanging from it. So this is Ravashi. The Godaladar. He walks by. Omalei the Shamo. He tells his gabba. Zil chazi idegoyninu aisi. Idi Yisrael ninu loy aisi. Right? Go see who owns this field. If it belongs to a guy, then bring a head. And if not, he said leave it there. Pekitzer. Ravashi tells us to his gabba. Not not realizing that the owner was talking in Yehudi and he was literally sitting on his rocking chair right there overhearing this whole conversation. So the Gemara says that Shama hu goy the goy shari? says what? You're the big rabbi, Ravashi? This is something that you want to find out if it belongs to a yid and not to a yid because if it belongs not to a yid you're going to take it. He told him goy shakot me Yisrael shakot no you didn't understand what I meant. I didn't mean to say that I'm going to take it if it belongs to a guy. I would never do something like that. What I meant to say was like this. If it belonged to a Yid, he said, I didn't want it. And the reason is because a Yid would never take money from me. And because he would never take money from me, he would give it to me for free. I don't want it for free. So I said, we're not going to go purchase it. If it belongs to a guy, I know you have no problem taking my money. So shuckle, meaning we're going to pay for it. But at the same time, I'm at least interested in finding out if it belongs to a Yid or to a guy. Because if it's a Yid, then I'm not going to be able to pay thus I don't want it for free from you otherwise Toysus says that even though at first glance it sounds like Ravashi was covering up right pretty quick on his feet Talk about Ravashi. But Taisu says nearly read that that's not true. Avada Ravashi never intended on stealing it, and what he told the guy was Grada. The MS that we just brought in the story, but Derek Agam. Either way, we're going to stop here. It's not a, such a comfortable place to stop because we're Mamish smack in the middle of Dvarma. But at the same time, the Gemara brought these last few mices. Why? To talk a little bit about the idea of Tosakam. So the MS is like this there's like three, four days worth of raid that we need to get to as it relates to everything that we're learning. The Gemara is going to continue a little bit on this note. So Bezer Hashem, this is very much one of the themes as we come to the end of Maseches Bavakama. But just two ha'aris related to today's daf. We're really going to start getting into it to tomorrow. But just two ha'aris related to today's daf. The first ha'aris related to the first part of the daf, and that is the Gemara had said this Amar Rav Yehuda lo yavin on zimna loy biyoyim nisan v'loy biyoyim mitishrei that we can't schedule a court date for a person. They have to stand in Bezin, not during Yoimi Nisan and not during Yoimi Tishrei. Stating that, you could send somebody a summons during the Yoimi Tishrei and the Yoimi Nisan to appear in court after the Yoimi Tishrei and after the Yoimi Nisan. Rashi says, though, why is it that a person would never have to come to stand in court during Nisan and Tishrei? Shehinzman Katzer Ubatzer. The reason is because this was the time of the Katzer and the Batzer, but these were the two critical seasons that everybody was working in the field, and it was because of that, so people are very tolerant. We understand. So even though you have to stand in front of a Bezdin sometimes, and there's a Hasmana, but at the same time, we were sensitive to the fact that this is a very, very busy season. We're going to wait until after the season, and then we're going to be masmin you. That's when you're going to come. What comes to mind is, of course, the Gemara Masech des Brachas Taflam and Heim Adays. The Gemara says, "Amalei Rava the Rabbanan." Rava told the Rabbanan, "B'matusa minaycho." B'matusa means I beg you. B'yoyme Nisan u'b'yoyme Tishrei loytes chazu kamoy. This is the Makar to Bein Azmanim. That during Chaydesh Nisan and Chaydesh Tishrei, I don't want you to come learn. What about the first 10 days of Chaydash Tishrei? This is Aserus Yimei Tshuva. But don't come to Yeshiva. Not during Chaydash Nisan and not during Chaydash Tishrei. He said, because if you put in a good Tishrei and a good Nisan, as it relates to work in the field, it's like this the whole year, you're not going to be so tired with the Parnasa. But if Tishrei and Nisan you're going to be a little bit lax, then it's going to end up biting you the rest of the year. So Rava, as in the great Rava, he tells the Rabbanon, he's not talking to the Baal he was talking to the Rabbanon, he says, don't come to Yeshiva, not during Chaydesh Nisan, and not during Chaydesh Tishri, because those are the critical months. And Chazal was sensitive to it here in our Sugi as well. Because of this time of year, we're not going to be masmin somebody into Besson. The Rambam, 
in his Yad Chazaka, in Hilchah Sanhedrin, it's Perik Chof Hei Halacha Tes. Brings this Halacha. Ain Koiv Min Zman. Loi Bimei Nisan, Loi Bimei Tishrei. And the Rambam says, Mepnei Shehaom Trudim B'mayadlis. It's because everyone's busy with Yotif. Chaydesh Tishrei, the Chaydesh of the Yom Toivim, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkis, Shemini Atzeres, Rava the Raven. And then you have Nisan, you have... You don't say Tachtan the whole month. It's Chaydesh Nisan. So these are the two months that people are busy with the Mayadois. And because people are busy with the Mayadois, so it's for that reason, says the Rambam, that in Mizan. Notice we have a Machlaikis between Rashi and the Rambam, Pashmashan and Argumar. Rabbi Yehuda said that we don't set court dates for Tishrei and Nisan. According to Rashi, it's related to the fact that there is this man of Kotzeru Batzer. According to the Rambam, it's based on the fact that it's the time of the Mayadas. So if you look in the Paiskim, there are several Nafkevinas between Rashi's Pshat and the Rambam's Pshat. Just going to mention three. The Tur in Chayshemishpat Simen Hay, he brings this halacha. The Beis Yosef, Alatar says that if you take a look at the riff, the riff seemed to have a different gears in the Gemara. The riff's gears in the Gemara was, Lo yavin on zimna, loy biyoy me nisan, v'loy biyoy me tishrei, v'loy biyoy me sivan. Not tishrei, not nisan, and not sivan. Says the Beis Yosef, what's pshat in the gears of the riff? It's obvious that the riff learned like the Rambam, that the Yisoyed is based on the fact that it's Yontif, and the Rif held that if it's true for the Yontif of Sukkis and it's true for the Yontif of Pesach, so to me it should be true for the Yontif of Shuas. Now what did the Rambam hold? Why did the Rambam say not Shvuas? Probably because Shvuas says the Beis Yosef, Belushayne Azov is Oyoim Oyemayim, right? It's either one day or two days. So the whole Yontif of Shfu is depending on whether you live in Eretz Yisrael or Chutzlar, it's one or two days. So if the Gansa Maisa is one or two days, so it doesn't pass a Tikkun Amayadah for such a small Yontif, and therefore the Ramamel not the way. But one thing is Poshet, says the Beis Yosef, that the Rif must have had the Girsa that. It's that the Rif, who had the Gersa, that is true for Sivan as well, he obviously held like the Ramam, he didn't learn like Rashi. If you have the new Torahs, but they're not new anymore, from Shiraz Devoira, so on the bottom, they bring from the Gedulei Truma, that the Gedulei Truma said that this Beis Yosef is a, a Chiddush to me. Beis Yosef then done for such a Dover Pasha that if the Rif had the Gersa, also Sivan must be, he learned like the Ramam, he says, open up a Chumash. We know that the three Yomim Toivim, the Shalosh Pama Bashana, Yerok, Kosh they correlate to the three times of the year that the farmers were very busy in the field. So if these three times of year correlate to when they were so busy, so why was it so posh at him that the Rif held that the Yomim Sivan must be related to Shvuas? It's also Chag Kotzer, right? Chag something. Kotzer. So being that everyone's working in the field, so... Again, it's a very important milestone on the agricultural calendar, and as a result, it's not muhachtim. Now, the truth is, the Gemara in Brochus maybe is a little bit of a tzurstel. You see that the Oilam was much more tired when it came to Tishrei and Nisan than when it came to Chaydash Sivan, because Rava, when he told the Oilam, don't show up to Yeshiva, he told him, don't come Tishrei, don't come Nisan. He didn't say that you're going to have a nice Benazman and Pesach's man, Chaydash Sivan, you're off the hook too, and then comes, you know, Chaydash Shav, of course. So that's not what he said. He said, Davka Tishrei and Davka Nisan. But the point is, as I fake to do Chuma, but the point also is, as I so in the Beis Yosef, you have enough Kamino. Could be between Rashi's Pshat and between the Rambam's Pshat, which is in the world of the Beis Yosef, the Rambam and the Rif, and that is, what about Shvuas? Like Rashi's, Fank the Shton Shvuas. But like the Pshat and the Rambam, then already you could have a Shittas Arif that it could be this and something that would be Neugeya Shvuas as well. That's the first Nafkamino. The second Nafkamino is the Shach, also right here in Cheshemish, but Simenhei. It's in Sif Gotten Gimel. It says the Shach, Benisan Ubetishre. After the Mechaber brings this halacha, Kuloimar, Benisan Vetishrei Ad Achar Harega. It's only true until the end of Yantif. Mipnei Tirdas Amoyadais. Because the whole Yisoyed is, like the Rambam said, it's Mipnei Tirdas Amoyadais. Aval Achakach Koivim, but afterwards, Avada, the halacha is going to be differently. The Pischei Tshuva brings the Shach, and he brings from G'doyli Apoiskim that held not that way. He brings from the Knesset G'doylo, he brings from the Shavuz Yaakov, that it's not so posh, it could be this halacha is going to be true even after the Mayadois. At first glance, it would seem, what's the Shailotalian? If it's related to 
Tikkun HaMoyado is, then it's Basha. You're preparing for Yontav. Okay, now it's Shainos. It's not Yontav anymore. So if it's not Yontav anymore, you have nothing to prepare for. But if the word is based on the agricultural season, what did Rabbi say in Brach Islam and Dalav Amid Beis? Yoy me Tishrei, yoy me Nisan. So if that's the case, it sounds like it was the whole Tishrei, it was the whole Nisan. And if it's the whole Tishrei, the whole Nisan, so the Chayra wouldn't happen after Gemina. It's interesting that the Pesachet Shuvah, it's a very long piece, but Teich if he brings from the Tumen, who says that I hold that what the Shach is saying is a Chiddush, and even though the Shachs added him and really once Yontif is over, so what's the Tirdas Amoyadois? Says the Tumen, it's not true. He says the Mestabro, the Chola Chiddush Bechlal, the Adayin Tirdas Amoyadolov. He says the Tirdas of Yontif doesn't end when Yontif ends. It goes a little bit after Yontif as well. Something to think about. But I'll go upon him. That's what the Tumim says. But again, Luchura for his clients, a Shtikla Nafgamina. That the Nafgamina here would be whether you, this halacha would expire by the end of Yontif. Maybe this is something that would go through the end of Yontif as well. But I'll tell you one other Nafgamina. And that is the Marshal in Yamsho Shloim. It's here in Perakah Gezel and Michael. It's if cotton you die. So he says as follows: On my rubble, like Kavin and Zimna Leiben Nisa Leiben Tishrei. Pirush Rashi, Shein's man Kotzer Ubatim. Lufiz as of the Yamshul Shloima. Ha'idna nowadays Shein Lanu Sodais Ukramim Lesa Haidina. So nowadays that there's no Sodais Ukramim. He says we don't have fields. So as a result, this whole halacha wouldn't apply. Based on that, this is something that would apply even nowadays. So in Nafkimina said the Yamshul Shloimeh would be whether this halacha would be again now. So when I saw this Yamshul Shloimeh, I was a shtickle excited because we always say that we're not farmers, right? That's one of our uh, taglines. So we learn these Gemaras related to agriculture and, hey, sometimes Pasha to know what's flying is a little bit of an avoida. But also, practically speaking, the letter of the law usually doesn't apply. And here you have a Yamsha Shloima who lived when? The Masha lived in the 1500s. He lived in Poland, in the 16th century. And he already said in his days that we weren't farmers. And as a result, that's based on, on a farming economy, on an agricultural economy, something that's not going to be negate. But I'll tell you even better. The Trumas Adeshen I found. And this is in the Psokim Chelik, Psokim Uksavim. It's him in Reish Zion. So he brings this halacha as well. And he says, Pshan and is Kamesha Pirish Rashi. Vishem Yimei says, we're not farmers. I guess they were lawyers, doctors, accountants, I don't know, but we're not farmers. So he says, if that's the case, says it's not even a gay us. Now, the Trumas Hadeshan lived a full hundred years before the Marshal. He was born in the year 1390, He was born already in the 14th century. Right? He was born in Regensburg the Germany, Austria area. But the Trumas Hadeshan already in the Early 15th century is writing that we're not farmers, all these halachas, they're not so negayab is my name. It's not something that's really so negayab. Bottom line is a third nafkamina as it relates to this shiloh between Rashi's pshat in the Gemara and the Rambam's pshat in the Gemara is whether this is something that would be negayab is my name. So, what are the three nafkaminas? Number one would be shvuas. Number two, does it expire when Yatav expires? And then finally, number three, bisman hazer. I mean, 14th century, Kalfachimer. This is something that could be, would not be in a game.